This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. As you listen to God's servant, Reverend Dr. Tunde Balanta, we trust that God's word will work wonders in your life. Thanksgiving for his mercies. That's our topic this morning. I have many reasons personally to give thanks. There were situations we didn't know what to do, but his mercy kept us. We had people in all kinds of places, but his mercies kept them. How many of you know that is true for you and your family? Thank you, Lord. And in this Thanksgiving, we said even our children need to give thanks. You know, you fathers, it's good for your children to see how you fall on the carpet and you roll and worship God. You know, where the Baptist church where I was raised, I joined the choir because I used to see my father sing in the choir. What are you doing to challenge your children to follow God? It's not the message, but it is the message. It's just something you are doing that your child will say, I want to be like my dad in that area. I want to be like my mom in that area. Hallelujah to Jesus. So we're thankful for our children. We're thankful for everybody in this church. All right. Thanksgiving for his mercies. Turn with me to Psalm 136, verses 1 to 3. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and for his mercy endure it forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for he is good, uh, for his mercy endure it forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endure it forever. That refrain, for his mercy endure it forever. You're going to keep saying it in the whole chapter. And it's like, why is the psalmist repeating himself again and again? Because there's something about the mercy of God that when you understand it, it's going to help your life focus. So one of the thoughts this morning is give thanks for his tender mercies towards you. His tender mercies. Psalm 145, verses 8 and 9, verse 9 says, The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. The word mercy and compassion, they mean the same in Scripture. That word really means to love tenderly, to pity, to show mercy, to be full of eager yearning, to be yearning. God is yearning for you. Hallelujah. God is yearning for you. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are upright towards him. Psalm 149, 15 and 16, Isaiah 49, 15 and 16, Can a sucking mother, can a woman forget her sucking child? And she not have compassion on the son of her womb, yet they may forget, yet will I not forget thee, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. This morning, I would like you to know the Bible says it's of his mercy that we are not consumed. 
the leper that came to Jesus in Mark 1, what did the leper say to him? He said, if you will. The leper didn't say, if you have the power. The leper said, if you will. And that's almost an insult to God. Most of us don't doubt that God has the power. How many of you know that God has the power to heal any disease? How many of you know that God can bring you out of any situation? How many of you know that God can promote you overnight? He can take you like Joseph from prison to prime minister. How many of you know that your story can still change before December 31st? How many of you know that before everything is over, the money you didn't make in the last 11 months, the God of heaven that we serve, he can visit you, he can turn it around because he's the God of the overflow. How many of you really believe that today? How many of you know he has the power to do it and he is willing to do it this morning? But the leper asks the Lord, if you will, uh -uh. willingness is of the heart. It's like a man telling his wife, there's a yam, there's a potato in the house, soup is there, chicken, turkey, everything is in the kitchen. Gari, elubo, all they are in the kitchen. But madam, if you will, you can make dinner. How many of you know when your husband asks you that kind of a question, when all the food is available in that house, your husband is technically telling you that madam, your heart is not right. Because you should be willing if the food is there. The problem is not the power of God. We are questioning sometimes his willingness. He said, my heart is reaching out to you. My heart, how many of you have children that went to boarding house? You didn't see them for a whole time. Uh, when the child, your own day body, stand up. When the child is coming home, how are you and your wife behaving? You're just, you can't, you can't. Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? You'll, be more, you'll be following the child from location to location. Have you, have you passed this place? Some mothers don't sleep the day children are coming home. Where are you people now? Where are you people now? That is how God is feeling about me. That's how God is feeling about you this morning. He is full of eager yearning. That is the way I want you to think about God in this month of December into the new year, that he's yearning to change your story. He's yearning to help you. He's yearning to turn that situation around. He's full of eager yearning this morning. And because he's full of eager yearning, I'm sent to say to a child of God, December will not end before your miracle shows up. I said, I'm Santa Barimo Tataya. I prophesy that the money will drop. Before Christmas, the money will drop. I said, before Christmas, the money will drop. I said, before Christmas, oh God, hallelujah. Sit down, let me give you one testimony. I was minding my own business. Mommy knows this story. I was minding my own business. That's how it is with me sometimes. And suddenly I had a vision. There's a sister that we know. She works in a big place. And she had big problem. And the person fighting her too was a big person. I don't think I've seen that, that family in, I don't know how many years. So I told mommy, I said, ah, these people are not even members of our church. They are no more in town, self. 
I said, why would God, I have my own people here. Why would he be showing me somebody, somebody that is no more here? Not even our member in Kaduna before. So, you know, when God gives you a message for a woman and she's married, call the husband first or the pastor. Common sense. Boundaries. So I called, I got the man's number, Sha. Because I didn't have it again. I called him. And as I was prophesying on his wife, the Lord now told me that the wife should lay her hands on a certain part of that man's body. So she did. I prayed. God showed me what the problem was, but I didn't tell him. And I cursed that thing to die. That was February this year. On Monday, this Monday that passed, I was just somewhere in town, and my phone rang. I've not even been able to call him back, but he gave me his testimony. He said, I was dying of something incurable. I was dying of something incurable. I didn't take chemo. But it was supposed to kill me. The day you called my wife and told her to lay her... He said, Pastor, as I'm talking to you, I'm as well as any man can be. I don't care how God will meet that need. God will visit you. He's itching. He wants to heal you more than you want to be healed. He wants to deliver your children more than they want to be delivered. I encourage myself personally with things like that. If I can sit down minding my own business and somebody who is not even my member, God can bring the person to me and say, decree the word of the Lord. I want to say over your life today, God is reaching out. You will live and not die. Your miracle will be manifested. God is going to deliver you. He's going to lift you high. He's going to take you to another level. Is there a witness in the house? Daddy is itching to bless. Daddy is itching to deliver. Daddy is itching to lift you up. I serve a God who is willing. I serve a God who is able. I serve a God who is willing. I serve a God who is able. Can somebody give him a shout in the house of the Lord today? Please sit down. I'll tell you. Ah, let me take number two quickly. I'll tell you another story. One day I was sitting in my house here. The Lord said to me, He said, Buy a plane ticket and fly to South Africa. I said, For what? I don't get a program. He said, Buy a plane ticket. I said, God, it's expensive. I don't want to spend that kind of money now. You know that sometimes you, you know what I mean now. I mean, you know they happen to you. I said, God, this one not do my plan. Then you ask me a question. I said, whose money? Some of you, your money is your money, so God will not talk to you like that. But my money is his money first. He said, whose money? I said, Augusta. I salute. I hail. As I bought the tickets. I called the man in question. I'm coming. Long story short, there's a white woman and her husband. She was driving one day. She was carjacked. She was raped. And her mind snapped. She became bipolar. The woman would travel and not even know where she went. I mean, she was just doing like a mad person. They've done science. They gave medicine. They did it in the gym still there. I said, well, God, me from Kaduna, can't you find anybody nearby? You see, that is how God is. 
when your matter is concerned, there's nowhere God will not enter going after you. No mountain is too high. He will climb the highest mountain. He will enter the lowest valley to solve your problem. He said, you are the man that will go. So we sat with another sister and herself in the office. She told me the whole story. She was in tears. Doctors could not help her. Drugs could not do it. But as we talked, and I began to pray in the Holy Ghost, I saw a black cat inside this kind of paper bag. They used to take things in shop. The thing just came out. A very black cat jumped as we began to rebuke. The thing jumped out of her spirit. And that was the end of the problem. Mission accomplished. He said, go back home. The, the last time we were in South Africa with mommy, three, four years ago, the woman and her husband came to see us in the hotel and said, I want to thank you. I'm on radio now. I'm still preaching. Ah. He loves me. I cannot say. He loves me. I cannot say. Wow. Ah. On Calvary Street, he suffered for me. He loves me. Sing it one more time. He loves me. I cannot say why. Oh, he loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary's tree, he suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say Professor Akiwumi, you need to come towards me now, quickly. Come towards me quickly. Come towards me quickly. The Lord says you still have a lot of time. And that thing, in the name of Jesus, that's the end of it. 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 In the name of Jesus. He loves me, I cannot say why. He loves me, I cannot say why. Ah, on Calvary Street, He suffered for me. He loves me, I cannot say why. Let me throw one or two things in this morning. Another reason you are going to give thanks is because you, you occupy a unique place in the heart of God that no one else can take. Say with me, give thanks because you occupy a unique place in the heart of God which no one else can take. Psalm 139, verses, let's see where we start, 15, 16, and then, all right, let me read it from verse 16 in the Passion Translation. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the numbers of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Now, let me pause there. If you are believing God for a child this morning, let me explain to you. That children just don't happen because you had sex. That's the biological 
explanation. According to the, the psalmist, he said, you knew me before I became me. Which means children exist in the presence of God. We were all there with him before we came down. So all you need to do is say, Father, the children that are with you, that I'm expected to look after here, send them to me. Even if they say your sperm is dead, the children will arrive. Even if they say you have no womb, the children will arrive. We have seen that too. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's just by the way. Verse 17, every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. Let's try to, you know, explain that a bit. It's a lot to put in. It says that every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. It, no matter how your husband loves you or your boyfriend, it is not possible that every time he thinks, he thinks about you. If he's doing that, he don't get mental prayer. He don't call over that. <laughs> if, he's, if, if he's just calling your name, Mary, Mary. Even you yourself say, ah, I don't want this kind of woman. Mary, Joseph, Joseph, Mary. So he don't call over. Something's wrong with him. But it's only God that can do that without problem. And I don't even know how he does it. Because of the number of us on the earth. He said, every single moment, how can you be thinking of, who am I? Who am I that you are my When I call, is it true that you are my king of me? How you love me. All right, pause, 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 pause. How can God every moment, is it tie what I said first, his tender mercies, that eagerness, then join it with the fact that, this one even I confuse myself. This one confused me. How can God in every thought be thinking of me? That means, he said, your walls are continually before me. I have to, so when the devil is telling you, nobody cares, they don't care, they don't love, somebody bigger than all of us is constantly thinking of you. Somebody mightier than all of us is constantly mindful of you. Ah, now wow. He said, there's no mountain, uh, it will not climb, running after you. When he's always constantly thinking of you, in call. When you're constantly thinking of a girl, you start behaving crazy. You can say, if you want to see me, come at 6 a.m. Yes. When you reach at the mother of the girl, say, if people don't sleep in your house. But you're already, you're, you're already captive. God is saying that you've captivated my heart. Mifa. You see, Bible says, faith walker by love. When you understand, John said, we have believed the love of God. This man, you, Stand up. Are you here with your wife? Where is she? Quickly, quickly. Quickly. 
Raise your hand. God is going to do a new thing in your family. There will be a lifting up. I saw you in the job. Two steps up. Two steps up in the job. You know, I've been prophesying from 1 a.m. to 4 in Lagos yesterday. So the tea is still flowing. Two steps up for you. God will bring you to another level. Tell him that that disappointment is not permanent. God will lift you and he will compensate you. Whatever the enemy tried to take this year, God will give you double for your trouble. Somebody lift your hand and bless the Lord. Lift your hand and bless the Lord. What were we talking about, Igwe? Before this man interrupt us. The love of God. That God will be mindful of someone like you. It's too much. Every waking thought. How does he even do it that all of us, when he wakes up, he will think, not, he doesn't even sleep. So morning, afternoon, and night is the same. You are always before him. So when the devil says you are alone, just say, Oga, lie. I'm not alone. He's thinking about me this morning. One more thought, because we need to break bread today. There are many reasons we can be thankful. Glory to God. And that, that couple I just said a few words over, the increase that is coming has an assignment. You stand up, Mr. Man. The increase coming has an assignment. That means you need to be planting seeds into the kingdom of God. And let, me not, let me keep the rest to God. And You understand what I'm saying? It's up to you. All right. Let's add this. Um, praise God. Give thanks because your life has been redeemed from destruction. Psalm 107, verse 1 and 2. We'll give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy again, what? Endure it forever. He's yearning to help us. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he had what? Redeemed from the hands of the enemy. And several other scriptures. Isaiah 43, 4, since you are precious in my sight and honorable, I have loved thee, therefore I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Your life has been redeemed from destruction. I was not here the Sunday that sister testified that her area was invaded by these people. And it was only her house they could not enter. She didn't have any special megadi. Her mouth, her mouth was the gun and the word of God was the bullet. She kept saying, I plead the blood. Jesus has paid for me with my life, with his life. Jesus has paid. Like I've told you many times, every sacrifice made needs an altar so that that spirit can help you. But when God made sacrifice for you by himself, the highest sacrifice was made. The highest sacrifice was made. There was no altar on the earth that could take that blood. Not in the atmospheric heaven, not in the stellar heavens, but God has to take that blood to the, to the throne, to the mercy seat in heaven. Heaven has received blood in your name. 
Therefore, no altar on the earth will take your blood. You will come through December. Nothing is going to touch you. Nothing is going to be missing. Nothing is going to be broken. Your January will be great. Your 2022 will be greater than 2021 because the highest sacrifice on the highest altar by the highest being with the highest name has been made in my behalf. Therefore, I will not pay with my life what Jesus Christ has already paid for with his blood. Even if your name is Ronaldo or Messi, once you've been substituted in the game, you go and sit down. Jesus is your substitute. He has entered the ring for you. Therefore, you can sit down in peace. I want to tell you, you don't, all you need to do is to keep declaring it and keep it before your eyes day and night and keep thinking on it and let it, let it enter your heart. Let it, take, let it take you over on the inside that this is a reality as you keep declaring that the blood of God how can God pay with his life a man want to take the life of God? Some of you, that one will hit you when you are driving home. I say, how can God pay with his life for you a man want to take the life of God? Because once God paid with his life for you, the life you are now carrying is not your own. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life you are carrying now is not your own. There is no crazy guy who will snuff out your life. There is no crazy kidnapper who will snuff out your life. Because you are carrying the life of God, the life you have is not your own. It belongs to God. And God, am I talking to people that understand revelation? God will keep you in this season. I said, God will keep you in this season. God will keep your children in this season. He will keep your family in this season. If you believe with me, raise your hand and thank him for it. I will take off from this point in the next service. We are going to break bread now. Remain standing. Everybody stand. As you eat this this morning, you need to understand that this represents the body of Jesus. His body was broken so that ours could not be broken. Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. It was crushed. It was crushed. It was wounded. How do you make bread? You get the flour from the corn or whatever, or wheat, and you, you punch it, put it in the oven, fire. Jesus has been through it all for you. Fire, brokenness. I want to speak to every disease that is threatening your life this morning. A lamb was enough for the house. As you partake of the communion elements this morning, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, that problem they say you had in your heart is late. You are healed this morning in the name of Jesus. As you take of this bread, declare over yourself that Jesus took your place and now you are partaking of life. Life will swallow death, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, back problem, hearing problem, any kind of swelling, growth in your body is cursed in the name of Jesus. Pile, you are cursed in the name of Jesus. Every problem in your neck, you are cursed in the name of Jesus. I lift up this cup, which represents the blood. His life has been given for our life. That everybody under the sound of my voice and those of you watching online, that the life you carry is no longer your own. You're a carrier of eternal life. You're a carrier of God's life. Therefore, anything snuffing out life in this month of December, 
they will not snuff out your life in the name of Jesus. Everything snuffing out life in 2022, they will not snuff out your life in the name of Jesus. Because the life you carry, child of God, is his life. It's his life. You are God's ambassador. You are God's embassy. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I sprinkle the blood upon you by faith. I sprinkle upon your children. I sprinkle on every journey you are going to make. Because when they see the blood of God, they must pass over. Even if they are mad, when they see the blood of the creator, the originator of life, they must pass over. They will pass over you when you travel in the air, in the land. I want somebody to give me a strong agreement this morning. As you partake, I say evil will pass over you in the name of Jesus I plead the blood over your money every demon sitting on money your money becomes too hot for them they must stand up they must pay you they must release what belongs to you seven days in the name of Jesus seven days in the name of Jesus lift your hand and thank him for it Thank you for listening to today's message. We know you were blessed. You can reach us through the following platforms. Restoration Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram. RBCM Online on Twitter, YouTube and Mixella. Visit our website www.rbcmonline.org or Restoration Close, Romeo Extension, Kaduna, Nigeria. 